Welcome, listeners. Today on the show, we have Amber from Knoxville, Tennessee. Amber and Jason discuss how measuring might be hindering your cooking game, what it's like to be a shy manager in a leadership role, and Amber's favorite vacation spot, Middle Earth. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another Orange Perspective podcast. I'm here with Amber. Amber, where are you from? I am in Knoxville, Tennessee. I was born and raised in Knoxville. Have you ever left? <laughs> never. I've always lived in Knoxville. Um, no, just to travel. I've never lived anywhere else. Where's Where's your favorite place that you've traveled outside of Knoxville, which I can't believe anywhere is better than <laughs> Knoxville, Tennessee. You can't get much better than Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I think my the favorite place I've ever traveled was probably uh, New Zealand. So I visited this set of um, The Lord of the Rings. I went to the Shire and all that kind of thing. So that's definitely been my favorite. Wow, Lord of the Rings. Is that a uh, is that a favorite of yours? It Lord is. Of the Rings? Yeah, I um I grew up, you know, reading it, uh, watching it, that kind of thing. So, um, definitely was obsessed for it for a little while, and so I kind of just was like, I've got to go see the set. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, what do you do for fun in Knoxville? What uh, are some of your hobbies? Well, I was <laughs> I was thinking about this and. I kind of felt I'm bad. I'm glad you were thinking was, about it. I was thinking about it. Um, and I, I don't have a ton of hobbies, which makes me sound very boring. Um, but I cook kind of for fun. Um, and so if I have some time away from work, then I kind of try to find a new recipe or something to cook. What's, what's the, your favorite thing that you've cooked recently? Oh, gosh. Wait, are you a vegetarian? I am, Yeah. Yeah. Vegetarian, not vegan. Right. I've been vegan, but right now I'm vegetarian. Okay, so what is a favorite vegetarian dish that you have cooked that you can share with all of us? (laughs) That's a great question. Um, I don't cook for myself as much as I cook for my husband, and so most of the dishes that I cook aren't actually vegetarian, Um, so it makes me sound Uh, really bad. (laughs) Um, Okay. But um, something that I enjoy cooking for myself, um, I like to try different flavors of macarons and just see what happens. (laughs) Um, So I like to kind of test that out. I made a key lime pie flavored one, and it's probably my favorite. Well, I heard macaroons were really hard to to make. You know, I have also heard that, but I don't believe it. I think it's a myth if they're not that hard. Um, because, And that's coming from someone I don't like to bake that much because I think measuring things is kind of a waste of time. <laughs> so I just, I just don't measure things. Um, so coming from someone that is kind of like that, it's really not that hard to, to make a macaron. Amber, if I didn't measure things, nothing would taste well. I, it would, it would be bad. Now I've I've started cooking a little bit through the quarantine, but I have to measure. Yeah. I, I don't have that gift that I can just say I don't like to measure. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that that's a gift, and I don't mean that. I don't mean you you sound pretentious. I just mean like most of us cannot do that. I I think I got better at it because I do cook um, for people that and I can't taste the food, and so I've gotten pretty good at um, just smelling things and seeing if it smells seasoned, um, and it's worked pretty well so far. That's a pretty that's a pretty useful talent. It's my talent. I, I'm in, Thank you. <laughs> I, 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 I am impressed. All right. Well, let's do favorites. Uh, what's your favorite movie, song, and book? 
Um, my favorite movie, I think, is probably Psycho. Um, I think it's just a really good classic. Um, Why Psycho? Um, I really like that style of movie, and I also think that um, a lot of things came from that movie. You know, the the style, and then you hear it quoted a lot. You hear, you know, people re recreate the scenes a lot, and so I just think it's a really cool, like classic type of movie. And okay. they, the other two that came after it were really good as well, but the first one was best. Okay, favorite movie. So, yeah. uh, song and book? Uh, my favorite song right now is uh, Bust Your Kneecaps by Pomplamoose. So, it's, uh, it's a good one. Uh, I just discovered it the other day, but apparently it's been out for a while. So. Um, okay, I'll have to... I have to look that one up. It's it's very good. <laughs> I am not familiar. What kind of music is it? Um, it's it's honestly I don't know really how to describe it. Um, but typically I listen to more of like an indie pop type thing. Um, but it also just depends on the day. Sometimes I'm in the mood for other stuff. And it's called Bust Your Kneecaps. Yes, it does. All right. Well, I will take a listen. <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll throw some in right now. I don't know if Ben can work his magic or not. That'd but be great. Maybe you we should. Will. All right, yeah. that's your favorite song. So at least right now. Um, and then uh, your favorite book is it Lord of the Rings? Um, it's actually The Hobbit. Um, I think that it's a little bit of an easier read. It's obviously shorter, but I enjoy the styling of The Hobbit a little bit more. But if we're talking about movies, The Lord of the Rings is better, de definitely better than The Hobbit. <laughs> All right. So uh, another question that I like to ask everyone, and maybe you've already answered this, is what is one thing you're good at that would surprise me? And maybe it's smelling food. I guess smelling food. I don't food. know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else? Um, I mean, it's not just limited to food. Like, I can smell, you know, I have a pretty good sense of smell. That's my talent. I can identify smells pretty well. Um which is not always great because I'm very sensitive to smells, and so if there are any perfumes near me, I typically will get a headache. Um, so it's kind of a, it's not a great talent, but that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> You're just really good at smelling. Okay. <clears throat> I mean, you, that, that answer, there's no, there's no wrong answer to, to that question. It's always very interesting to me what people might say, and I've heard the full gamut of things. Yeah. But smell is not something that, <laughs> one, I would have expected to hear from you, and two, <laughs> I have ever heard, but I'm, I, now I know this. We're going to use your talent at some point for, gotta, uh, gotta for Breakout. Add, you know, there's got to be a clue in, in some game where you've got to smell something to identify you know, the next clue. Right, that's That'd good. Be great. That's good. Have you ever played a, an escape game that had um, a smell clue? Yeah, actually, um, this past week um, we played in Gatlinburg. Uh, it's uh, it's got a really long name, but the shortened one is just the Hootenanny, um, which is such a typical like <laughs> Gatlinburg name. You, yes. It just kind of feels like it fits. Um, but there was a, a smelling kind of puzzle with that. It was very interesting. So I also usually ask how people are passing the time during the quarantine. Again, I know how you've been <laughs> passing the time because you've been very busy with breakout. I but is there any is there anything different? You, you you were one of the OGs for the virtual games. Yeah. You and Tanner and Carol all jumped in and and said you would help with that at the beginning. And so you've been very busy. But is there anything different you've been doing to spend the time during quarantine? 
Um, honestly, I've probably been at work more in quarantine than I have <laughs> normally. Um, so I haven't had a ton of time. Um, so now, I mean, honestly, yeah, I've just been working a lot. Um, we've, we've had to hire a few people. So I've just kind of been immersed in the whole breakout world. And you, you and I were just talking before we got started about Tennessee in the quarantine. Yes. You were just in Gatlinburg. You live in Knoxville. I went to Gatlinburg last weekend, and my experience was that Gatlinburg in Tennessee has no idea that there was ever a virus or a quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think I, I mean, think we have the, um, and by we, I mean Tennessee, <laughs> um, <laughs> have kind of the mindset, you know, it's happening, but if we pretend that it's not, we'll be okay. Um, and so I think that's what Gatlinburg has done. They just never shut down. <laughs> I think it's the great Gatlinburg experiment that's going to, <laughs> we're going to look back in years and say, uh, this either proved that COVID-19 was real or it was fake. It was fake yeah. news, maybe. I don't know. It's maybe Tennessee believes news. it's all <laughs> fake news. I don't know. But literally, when you go into restaurants, um, they kind of wore masks, but nowhere else did anyone wear a mask. And it was a million people just packed in everywhere. Yeah. And, and there were, to their credit, there were some signs and there were some things uh, blocked off for six feet apart for yeah. social distancing. No one was doing any of that. No, but no. at least they tried. Um, <laughs> there was so an attempt made. <laughs> <laughs> there was an attempt. Uh, uh, Tennessee, God love you all. Um, okay, let's talk about breakout. So you have, uh, you are the manager at Knoxville. How long have you been with us? I had my four-year anniversary in March. Yeah. And did you start as a manager? I did not. I started as a game master on kidnapping um, and just kind of worked my way up throughout the years. So how did you stumble upon Breakout? Like, What did you do before? I was in like the food service industry uh, before this. I worked at Chick-fil-A, and then I worked at uh, just a local market. Um, and I honestly, it was very random how I came across. I wasn't really, I was kind of looking for jobs, but I wasn't very actively looking for jobs. And um, my parents and I actually went to Chattanooga and we saw uh, that Breakout was there. And so we just randomly decided to play Museum Heist. And um, at, at right after that, I ended up applying in Knoxville. Um, and I got the job, I think, the next week. As a game master. Yeah. How long have we been open in Knoxville? More than four years, right? We just had our fifth anniversary. Yeah. Just fifth. Okay. Yeah. So you came on about a year after we opened. Yeah. At the beginning, it was only uh, Ben and Brad who were running all the games. Right. Yeah. I think they hired a few people, but it was that's that's just the way it was in the beginning. Everybody was jumping in and and just seeing how it went. Um, Knoxville was an interesting open, and we finally got open. And yeah, so so that's cool. So you've been with us for four years. You moved from t mm -hmm. talk to me mm -hmm. about the transition going from game master to um, general manager. Uh, the the way that that works in terms of like, what, what was your mindset? Did you want to become the general manager? Did you move, were you strategically, um, trying to move up with a company or did it just kind of happen? Yeah. Um, honestly, at first I didn't really want to be in any kind of management management position. Um, I was very, very shy. And so I didn't really want to have to like tell people what to do or anything like that. Um, <laughs> okay. And so I kind of just had this as a job and I, you know, 
just kind of went with it. Um, but throughout the, the first little bit that I worked here, um, I decided that I would kind of help out with some organizational things and um, just ended up taking more and more responsibilities on. Um, and then before I knew it, there was an assistant manager position, so I, I decided that I would try that you out. You did want to tell people what to do. <laughs> I did. I decided that I did want to, in fact. <laughs> <laughs> like, I kind of like telling people I, what to do. It's great. <laughs> So you jumped into the assistant manager position, and you were assistant manager for how long? Um, I'm trying to think. We it was it was a really weird like scenario that happened. So I became assistant manager um, in October of one year, and then we ended up the manager stepped down, and we shared um, duties for a few months. So I was kind of not really the assistant manager because there was no manager. Um, but I also wasn't the manager. It's very odd. Um, and then in August, you were nothing. I was nothing. <laughs> you were the nothing. assistant manager. You weren't the manager. You just were nothing just for a while. It was some weird limbo. Um, it does not surprise me in Ben and Brad's store that they would have a nothing person. Um, I was the nothing person. Um, <laughs> you were the nothing person. It was really great. Um, and then in August the next year, I became the. The full-time manager. <laughs> the something person. I was the something person. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. And so you've it. been general manager for how long now? Um, I think it's coming up on two years. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your what's what's your favorite part of Breakout? You have a favorite um, room, or do you have a favorite part, or? Yeah, I mean, I really I love Mystery Mansion. That's my favorite room. Um, I think there are a lot of things that I love about Breakout. I think the the kind of cop-out answer is I love the people. Um, just, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people say that. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I do, it's a very interesting job because the people do make or break the, you know, your atmosphere at work, that kind of thing. Um, and we have a really, really good team um, right now, especially. And so I think that is what I enjoy most about it, is having those people around and helping out. So let's talk about that. As you're hiring, what are the things that you're looking for whenever you do interviews? Yeah. How are you hiring that person that, like, fits breakout? Right. Um, well, we typically, I talk a lot about their hobbies um, whenever I'm asking them questions because people, they'll go in nervous and kind of, you know, they always will present the best of themselves. Um, when they're talking about something they're really passionate about, they're going to be more like themselves and more genuine. Um, so I try to talk more about that kind of thing, um, in addition to kind of the basic questions that you need to ask. Um, but I'm kind of looking for someone that can sell themselves without trying to. Um, so we have, we kind of do this um, exercise where we have them sell something in the room, you know, a random chair, so that, you know, this is their store, they come in and you have to sell that. Um, and in the, what I'm looking for is if they can sell themselves, if they can kind of, you know, be personable and, and they can talk, you know, well, then that's what I'm looking for. I like that idea. If they can sell something and be able to engage you on that mm -hmm. and be excited about that something, then that's someone that probably is a good fit for, mm -hmm. for breakout. So you have, you know, very, you're very intentional and who you hire and mm -hmm. you know that's always been a big thing for us is if you hire the right people then you just like take away a lot of the problems but you're also very intentional about creating a culture talk to me about that talk to me about what your vision for culture is what is 
a good culture? Mm-hmm. I think that culture, I mean, we definitely do talk about it a lot and it is such a big deal because it can be broken down so quickly. Um, so we're always very um, adamant that it, we want a positive culture. And so, you know, it's so important that we build up the staff, you know, you know, with positive reinforcement, that sort of thing. Um, and then just be really invested in what the staff enjoys. Um, and that, I think that really helps if, the, if people come in and you're talking to them about what they did this weekend as opposed to just go run your game. Um, it's just a lot more of a, a positive kind of interaction in general. That's kind of what we so, focus on. So, like, make it a personal, like, having personal engagement right. and caring about them as a human being mm-hmm. um, is – sometimes that sounds so simple, right? But it is – what makes or breaks a culture is like treating each other with respect and treating treating each other as um, fellow human beings and you care about that person as a whole not just mm-hmm. as an instrument of and you you model this really well in your store you care about the people that are on your team um, and you care about that deeply and I think a lot of that also comes from Ben and Brad they care about people very deeply and they care about you very deeply and because of that, you're not just using someone as an instrument or a tool to, right. to get what you are trying to achieve or, or, or success. So what are, tell me some of the things that you do, like specific application. Other managers are listening to this. Other people are listening to this. Uh, what are some things that you do that you find are very helpful in continuing to build culture and sustain that culture that you want? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we try to do uh, something special for everyone's birthdays, so we keep track of everyone's birthdays, um, get them a card, and just, you know, make sure that they know that we're aware, hey, it's your birthday, and, you know, it's kind of a, a special thing. Um, for newer employees, uh, the first, we try to do um, the first shift that they are actually running a game as opposed to training. We bring in um, a little box of just their favorite snacks and drinks and things like that that they can keep at work. Um, again, just so they know, like, oh, they were thinking about me specifically. It's not just this generic Visa gift card here, welcome to the team, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, things like that, we, we try to to kind of keep on top of. That's one of my, like, goals is just to make sure that people know that we've thought about them specifically. Um, and then just day-to-day stuff, if I'm, you know on my way into work and it's early in the morning and I know that a couple of people are coming in, I'll try to grab some coffee for everyone, you know, that kind of thing. A lot of our staff are really into boba tea. And so, um, a boba tea place opened up as I, I pass it every single day. And so I'll just stop by and get them some tea, that kind of thing. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just to be very intentional about thinking about specific people and not just think, let's think about the staff, you know, it's, it's just, it's very easy to kind of be very generic and that kind of thing, but um, to be very personable is, is, I think, important. Yeah, it sounds like you treat your team like they're your customers. Yeah. It sounds like you are going for a 10-star review yeah. um, with them, <laughs> which, is, which is great. I think that's exactly how you should manage and lead. I, I think that's amazing and a really good model for uh, managing in general, what are some of the what are some of the challenges you face as a as a manager, Amber? Maybe even personally, you said you're shy, and 
Um, you don't necessarily like someone like me, like I can tell people what to do all day long. That's, that's just <laughs> who I am. Um, but for you, that's not something that's easy. Maybe that's something that you could share with us. Yeah. Um, it definitely was a challenge kind of going into a position like this because I am definitely the kind of person that will stand back and let everyone else make the decisions. And, you know, you tell me what to do and I'll follow that. And, you know, you, you do it. Um, and so learning how to kind of have a voice and like make those decisions and tell, you know, sometimes they're hard decisions, you know, there are unfortunately times where you do have to get on to someone, discipline them, even fire them. And that's really hard, especially when my personality is just to make everyone happy. <laughs> and that's obviously not going to make someone happy. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things I had to overcome is just kind of being a little bit more stern and um, knowing that Ben and Brad are going to back the decisions that I make. Um, and that's definitely helped. I mean, like you said, Ben and Brad, they care a lot for the staff. And so it's definitely helped having them um, back me up on, on those decisions. Um, but yes, I think that's probably been the hardest thing is just learning to um, to have that voice and, and speak up, that kind of thing. For sure. I think everybody's wired up different. And knowing your strengths and weaknesses is so important and being able to be okay with your own personality. Like you don't have to be <laughs> Ben and Brad yeah. and approach things like that. There are certain things that you have to do as a leader, but you can do them in your own skin. Um, you can do them with your own personality and with in your own way. And there's not one right way to do it. There are certain things that have to be done, but there's not a certain way that it has to be done. Um, and I think you have, um, you have figured some of that out um, and modeled that down in Knoxville. Um, last question for you: uh, what, what are your dreams for Breakout? Where, where do you want to go? What, what do you? What do you? Where do you want Breakout to go? Um, for Breakout specifically, I think that it would be really cool if this was kind of um, the thing that people think at when when people think let's play an escape game, or really when people think let's go have some family time or something like that that breakout is kind of the first thing that you think of. Um, I think what would be cool is if instead of saying like escape games, people know to think, you know, oh, let's go play a breakout game, you know, and um, for it to just be that popular. Um, I, I definitely hope that escape games don't die out. I know that's like been a fear of everyone's like, oh, this is just kind of a, a fad, you know, it'll kind of die out. But I think that, uh, Hopefully, if it keeps going, then uh, it's, it's kind of like a household name would be great. You want Breakout to be the brand that yeah. everybody everybody thinks, and when they think of escape games, they just say, they just think Breakout is, yeah. the, is escape games. They don't think of other things. Right. Kind of like Kleenex, yes. Yeah. Or Xerox or something. Okay. That's, yeah, I think that would be wonderful. Let's let's hope that that's that's where we get to uh, in the escape game. That that is that is the goal for sure. Well, Amber, thanks so much for uh, spending time, a few minutes, and sharing your story and sharing some of your thoughts. I think this will be very helpful for other leaders and managers. And also, thanks for jumping in and helping with the virtual reality and getting us started. You are um, you and Tanner and Carol uh, are the ones that. Uh, we're able for us to get this, uh, to get that going and um, be able to have some revenue coming in <laughs> in this quarantine time, but yeah. also helped us, you know, we figured out together a new path that I think will stick around. And so thanks for for being the pioneer and yeah. being willing to jump in on that. Yeah, thank Appreciate you for the that. opportunity. It was fun. Yeah.
for sure. Well, thanks, Amber. Have a wonderful day. Yeah, you too. Well, that's all we have for this episode. Thanks for tuning in and listening. As always, if you'd like to be a guest on Orange Perspective, please send us an email at orangeperspectivepodcast at gmail.com. Have a good one. Goodbye.